Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Conquering Stress Podcast. This is Dr. Bill Janishak. And you know what? I always will say this and I always go there and I say, I'm so excited for my guest today. So I want to introduce Jennifer Kabuki with the knockoutbabe.com. And you guys, I want you to hold on to your hats too, because this is different. You know, hello, cool and awesome people. I am super excited because I absolutely love Bill and everything he stands for and does. And so my name is Jennifer Kabuki. I am the creator and founder of knockoutbabe.com. And basically, long story short, I had struggled with weight loss after becoming a new mom. And I was 210 pounds. And I tried all the diets, all the stuff, you know, that they said to do. And it worked a little bit, then it didn't work. And it just wasn't consistent. And I wasn't I'm one of those that I want quick, fast results. And I want to do it one time and be done with it. And so I decided to try something different. And I discovered that they were just feeding you lies and false marketing and false hope and promises. And I wanted to do something different. So I applied all the mindset training that I had learned as an NLP practitioner and master practitioner. And I lost 94 pounds in just 11 months. And that was over five years ago. And I've been able to keep it off ever since. And now I have this insane privilege of helping women around the world do the exact same thing without dieting and exercising and feeding into the lies that the weight loss industry has just been feeding people and seeing everybody left with a bad taste in their mouth and giving them hope. Bad taste in your mouth, a a diet joke, right? Right, right from the beginning. So um, I want to start out first with, with backup because some people are muggles and they don't know what NLP is. Can you explain NLP? Yeah, it's neuro-linguistic programming. And basically it's the study of the subconscious mind, right? We have two minds, a conscious mind and a subconscious mind, but you have to really know how to make change in a permanent level. And you do that through the subconscious mind, which is where all of those identities, behaviors, habits, and beliefs and values are all stored. And so once you change there, then your environment behaviors become easy to change. And that's what makes change permanent. Most people try to change consciously. I'm going to consciously do a diet, which is why they're miserable, which is why they don't stick with it versus changing the subconscious mind. You have to understand where these uh, habits are stored and where they're coming from in the first place. And a lot of these bad eating habits you have were instilled in you as a very young age. And without releasing those and changing those and developing other ones, everything is temporary. So that that's really interesting is, um, and one of the things that I was going to talk about is we share a common disdain for the, the man or the industry, because, you know, I, I personally don't believe people start out an industry or, or even a a business with malintent. They may, you know, there may be a Mr. Burns that goes, excellent. <laughs> but I think if we start to follow the money and then the money starts to get in in people's head and they start marketing people because they want to highlight their product, obviously. And I think that they they tend to lose their, their way. One of the most interesting things that, that we share is, is the, you know, we can do pills, potions, power bars, usually a diet with a name that's catchy. And, <laughs> um, and if you eat this way, this is the only thing that you can, you can do. And one of the reasons that I got into NLP 
was as a young doctor, as an old doctor, whatever I was, but I thought that the more that I would learn, the the better my patients would get because after all, it's doctor's orders and they're just going to do what I say because I do that. And I found time and time again with all the ologies. And I always, I, I joke, I said, I, I have more degrees than a thermometer, but it didn't really move the needle because I looked on the other side. I said, oh, there's a person on the other side. And until we change, we have the ability to influence their behavior because the behaviors are going to create the habits and the habits are going to create the actions and the actions consistently put in place are going to have the results. But that's not what we're told. That's not what we're, we're sold. We're sold. Take hydroxy cut, take yeah. this pill, take the fat absorber. This will melt your fat away. And whenever I, I tell all my patients is is to if something says this is going to make you do blank, the body doesn't like to be told what to do any more than I do, and I don't like it. If you want to get me something to me to do something, tell me I can't do it. So when when I'll when I talk about you wherever, because I always bring you up when people ask me about my course, I say, well, you know, I'm just the eye candy, you know. Jen was probably the, the the smart, and they they look at you and they, they go, you know, you guys should have switched roles, but uh, <laughs> but you truly are a disruptor in the space because NLP mindset subconscious has been around, Jungian psychology, and all this stuff has been around for forever. But it was you that actually is the disruptor. There's Elvis. There's uh, Steve Jobs did that. Think differently. Bezos, when he changed the online operations and everything else that that we had to do, it was a disruption to the the industry. So here comes little Miss Knockout Babe coming in and, and saying, don't diet. Don't exercise. Well, it's not about diet. It's not about exercise. It's not about supplements. What do you say it's about? It's about, well, see, here's the thing. So let's go back to dieting, right? Diets, they, it's not that they don't work. I mean, they do work, but it, at the end of the day, it relies on the person and the level of commitment, motivation, and whether you're going to stick with it. But for me, it's a temporary solution to a deeper rooted problem, right? Because you'll diet and you may lose the weight, right? Because they have stats that show that some people get success with that. But the problem is, what are you going to do when you're done dieting, Right. You go right back to how you were living your life before. And then guess what happens? There's a reason you were overweight in the first place. And there's um, and it comes back over and over again. And it's just this endless cycle. Right. And so I want to end that cycle and say, hey, look, you don't have to diet because it's not a mystery. Everybody knows what they have to do to lose weight. Right. You got to move more and you got to eat differently. Right. Everyone knows this. OK, so However, I want to interrupt you just for a second there, yeah. because this is for people listening. If you're listening to this or you're watching this or however you're consuming this, do you recognize what, and, and this is what I say with everything, get out your bullshit meter and, and ask yourself, do have I seen this in myself, somebody close to me that's gone on a diet, had some sort of success, got off it, and then all of a sudden, magically, the weight came back. Uh, because like when when we're talking to a disruptor or or a new way of thinking or uh, a first line, new first line approach, 
let's let's separate the 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 pepper from the fly shit because you you can't you can't recognize it off it. Because on the the audience onset, they're going to say, "Okay, well, who's this new knockout babe chick that's coming in and says I don't have to do this and do this?" Ask yourself: Have you seen this happen? Have you have you been on a diet and then not been on a diet and the weight came back? So go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, this is not about education. I mean, you can go to school and you can learn things, but you need to learn from somebody who's done it, who's implied it into their own life. I still eat all the things that I love to eat because I refused to live my life that way. I was like, I am not going to sit there and live like a rabbit. I am not going to deprive myself and live and eat salads. Food is here for us to enjoy. And I have this insane obsession with pasta, like, and tacos. And I <laughs> love all that stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to get rid of that stuff. That's what, that's what makes food enjoyable. And so I found a way to make it work because like I said, everyone knows that they have to lose if you want to lose weight you got to move a little bit more and you got to eat differently right however there's a reason why people don't do it right if we all know that there's a reason why it doesn't happen they lack the motivation they're not consistent they you know they kind of dabble their toes and say i'm going to get started on monday but here's the thing there's always a monday right and you they join all these support groups on facebook because they're going to encourage me but they're not encouraging you because the minute you say oh my god i cheated today and i had this they're like that's all right honey you can get there like no no we got to stop the insanity and we got to really uh, this is where I have, I come in different, where I guarantee your results. I guarantee that I'm going to work with you every single day and you're going to get unlimited access and I will rock with you through your entire journey. And it's not a monthly fee, right? That's where weight loss companies make their money. If you're paying a monthly fee for subscriptions, I got news for you. They have no desire to get you fast results, right? Because they get all their money on the longevity of the client. Well, and, and that's the interesting thing. And this is the reason we had a discussion offline is when 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 there's industries involved, and it doesn't matter whether it's the diet industry or the pharmaceutical industry, industry, medical politics, whatever it is, the business model is sustained income for them because they're not, you know, you work with people one-on-one. And you're talking on that. I work with patients one-on-one. Our objective is to help you get your goal. Their objective is to their stockholders. Legally and fiduciary is they have to be, They well, you've invested my company. I have to make you money. Well, here's a way that we can say that we're getting the results and continue that. Pharmaceutical industry, 80% of the medications that they, they have are called lifestyle medications. It means you take them for the rest of your life. A diet industry is, well, you all you have to have your MCT oils all the time. Let's put you on an auto ship. <laughs> yeah. And, and, do the, and I am not against making money. It's one of my favorite things to do, but it's it's when we have value for value. And this is where you're disrupting the the aspect on it. What is your outcome? What what what, what outcome are you looking for with knockout babe? 
I'm on a, I'm on a mission. I am on a mission to revolutionize the weight loss industry. I want to create awareness and let people know, Hey, these companies have misled you for a long time, right? They lead you to believe that all oh, you just take these supplements, take these magic pills. But the fact is, if they actually did their job, then you would be able to take the pill, eat what you usually eat and drop the weight. But that doesn't happen. And I know that it doesn't happen because I was spending hundreds of dollars a month on supplements on an auto ship. I had I had more protein powder. I didn't know what to do with it, right? Because I didn't drink that many smoothies. But I was taking all these probiotics, all these different pills. And I was, they said you can maintain your lifestyle. I did that. And I think I gained 10 pounds in a year. I definitely didn't drop any weight. And then, you know, and I've done it all. I've done all the diet programs. And it's like, I'm not gonna what am I going to eat these little TV dinners for the rest of my life? What happens after, right? The chance, the fact is, is it's a lifestyle. You have to change your lifestyle, right? Because it's, that's the long-term solution, but how do you change your lifestyle? Because you have to change your lifestyle based on what you like. And you do that by being honest with yourself, right? A lot of people pick a diet, a fad diet, right? They pick this diet. And then a couple months later, they're complaining. They're like, I can't eat hamburgers anymore. Like I just, I don't even like, I, what do I eat for a snack? There's no good snacks out there. You didn't do your research. That's why it's not sustainable because it's not centered around the food that you like, the things that you like to eat versus being brutally honest with yourself and saying, hey, you know what? I really enjoy pasta. So what can I do to make sure that I can still enjoy my pasta, right? I'm a big fan of Taco Tuesdays. I have tacos every Tuesday. Well, I had to find something that worked into my lifestyle that would still allow me to enjoy my tacos every Tuesday. Okay. And so- let, let, let's do let's do that. Let's chunk up a bit on there, because, again, there's people are are listening now and they're going, yeah, 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 they're on board. So what we're actually really talking about is emotions, right? Absolutely. And because okay. everyone listening out there say, what is driving you to say, I'm going to lose weight? I'm finally going to get fit. I'm going to get, you know, my six pack, whatever you do, you're doing you're having some sort of emotion that's driving for that because whenever we are driven to something, it means that there's something in something over there that we want that we don't have now. And, and you feel like you're missing and it can be driven out of sadness. It can be driven out of optimism, whatever else, but you want to get there. Yeah. And- like, like everybody has a rock bottom, right? You have a point when you are, you're just done, but it's knowing why. And a lot of people don't know why they know why, but they're chasing. I want to be healthy. Well, when you go to the doctor and they're like, other than the fact that you're morbidly obese, you're in great health. Like that's what they would always tell me. Yeah. So because of that, there's that psychology messing where you're saying, well, I want to be healthy, but you don't necessarily subconsciously view yourself as being unhealthy right? Because healthy is different for everybody. And so you have to really determine why you want to lose weight. What is that? And you do that by asking yourself, when I lose the weight, what is that going to do for me? What, how will my life be different? When you know that answer, then that's going to motivate you to really get started. For me, it was, I was tired of watching my daughter play in bouncy houses and I could not partake. (laughs) Like I was afraid that if I hopped in, the whole thing was going to just collapse on me. Right. And so, and I was embarrassed. I would get chafing. I I was at Disney world with my daughter. I had chafing so bad. I had to go spend like 60 bucks on a pair of shorts because I couldn't walk any further, you know, and I was tired of not being an active part of my daughter's life. 
And so I had to, that was my why. And that's what allowed me to really make those changes where it wasn't, um, it's just, and it's just knowing the right changes to make instead of tweaking and spending time doing the wrong stuff. Most people just do the wrong stuff. But once you know that, then the rest is easy. It's, it's interesting because when I work with patients, I, you know, I do the doctor stuff with the, and I take a complete history, medical history. We do a final examination before we start. I said, what, you know, what do you want? And then they always give the, the cursory answers is, you know, Oh, I don't want to be in pain. I want to feel this like that. And I said, well, that doesn't drive anything because I can just like you said, as a doctor, we'll sit there and I can do a test and say, well, your test is completely normal. And they go, oh, okay. And they go, I still feel like shit. And they won't do that. I had one patient, I had her for 20 years and um, she was very overweight. She was ob obese. And I would always say, well, you know, you've got to lose some weight. I told her this for 12 years and I didn't see her for a while. She came back. She was, she had dropped 120 pounds and she came back in. I said, well, what happened? Well, I, you know, you always said, I I said, okay, yeah, but I, I've said that for 12 years. What was the moment? Well, I just thought I would get, I said, no, come on, let, you know, when was, and she started crying. I always know I get to the point when they start crying. Uh, she was at Universal Studios with her family and she couldn't move around. She had to get in one of the little scooters and drive around. She goes, I was humiliated all day. It finally dawned on me. So it wasn't, you know, I, we, it wasn't the heart disease and the diabetes and it wasn't this, it was that emotion. And once we tapped into that emotion, um, that's what drove her. And I think what's beautiful with what you do is that's where you start. Yeah. You got to start by figuring out what you have to first understand what led you to the point of being overweight too. I mean, you didn't just wake up one day and you were overweight. Right. And so you have to understand what led you to that point. And I actually, when I was working, I started working with a client and she, she was great. She, but she right away was very into the, she had her defense walls up and she was like, look, I love myself and I refuse to lose weight because beauty's on the inside. And I'm not going to lose weight because it's on the inside and I love myself. And I don't think that I should have to lose weight so that I can look beautiful because I'm beautiful. And I said, you know what? I absolutely agree. I said, you are beautiful. I said, but can we agree on something? Can we agree that if you truly loved yourself on the inside, then you would, it, you would take care of your inside. You would care about what you're putting in your body and you would eat and nourish your body with love, right? You're not losing weight. I mean, for me, it was partly a physical thing where I, I, you're treated very different. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> you're treated very different. I missed I miss guys holding the door open for me when I would go into stores, right? And they would um, they would just slam the door in my face. Cashiers treated me different. I was denied being able to use bathrooms at establishments because they were just you're treated very different. Versus when I was when I lost all that weight, guys hold doors. I'll be across the parking lot. They'll hold the door open for me. They talked to me very nicely. They cut my meat how I want it. 
And we did a test one time. My mom came in right after me to the meat department at a grocery store and asked to get her meat cut. And they told her they don't do that service anymore. But yet I was just there 10 minutes ago and they sliced it how, how exactly how I wanted it. And they did all that for me. So when I was going back to my client, when I was talking to her and she, something within her clicked. And she was all in. She was like, I can't argue that fact because I, I do love myself because that was a defining moment for me when somebody asked me, when did you stop loving yourself? And right away, I was like, what are you talking about? I love myself. That was a defining moment because the truth was at some point I realized that I had lost that love for myself, which is why I was no longer taking care of myself. Right. And that's just how it is. And when she realized that she was all in and she's literally less than 150 pounds down already. And she did it in a little over a year. She's already dropped over 150 pounds because she got that love back for herself. Right. And when you do that, things change. She understood that at such, she understood what the problem now was and that's, and she's kept it off ever since. And that's the power of it. It's more than just putting food in your mouth, right? It's, we call it intentional eating. You want to, it's all, it's not mindless eating, right? Where you're just eating food to be eating it, but it's about experiencing food all over again and enjoying food. When you really enjoy food again, and you find that love for yourself. And again, it's the emotional part, right? Um, you, everything changes, right? This is why people say I'm an emotional eater. Well, we could all be emotional eaters, but what if you ate a carrot instead of a tub of ice cream, right? (laughs) But, But that's, but at some point in time, when that person was experiencing a sad moment, she grabbed ice cream and it became a, an attachment. It was a connection, which is why every time you experience a certain emotion, if you notice your lifespan and you go back in time and you recall events, you're going to notice, hey, you know what? There's a theme here. There's a pattern, right? Because our subconscious mind is all operates off of patterns and processes. How you do one thing is typically how you do everything, Right. So because of that, every time you're sad, you tend to be reaching for the same, the same thing, sweets, right? Because at some point in time, when you had a breakup or you were just sad and having a down day, you grabbed something sweet. And now your subconscious mind has made that connection, right? And it's a temporary solution. So you're sitting there, you, you, you have temporary gratification, but really do you, because as you're eating the ice cream, you're still crying, right? It's not solving your emotion, but that's what we do. We attach emotions to food, to substances. And it's- well, you, know, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I teach the same thing. And what happens after a while, you know, like Dispenza's work. So when your body becomes the mind. So for you guys listening to Joe Dispenza, a chiropractor too. A shout out to my brother chiropractor. Um, but talking about the mind body connection, what also happens is after a while is your body becomes the the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And when you start eating, so you're in high school, your boyfriend breaks up with you. You're so sad. I can't believe that guy. He just like that. And you're sad. The girlfriends get around. They bring the Ben and Jerry's over. You guys start going going to town on the Ben and Jerry's. Well, there becomes a physiological response to that as well. So now you have this innate thing, but your 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 meat suit is actually getting a hit. So you feel differently on that, and it creates an inflammatory response, which which goes back and reinforces 
that thing. It's I, I talk about like the the cutters because why would you do something bad to um, you know something that hurts you and you say it makes you feel better because whenever you're hurt consciously or subconsciously, your body will create uh, cortisol, which breaks down to cortisone, which anesthetizes your body. Not necessarily the breakup, but there's there's pings in your brain and stuff that'll go off that reinforce that. And if you can do the work with you, you can break that cycle. So there's people, because all, I get it from the other end a lot. Well, I did a blood test and the blood test indicates that all that mindset stuff sounds very interesting, but this is real. This is real. And they don't see the connection over there. If you can break that mindset over there, you will not have that physiological response. Yeah. It's, you know, it's way interesting. And you know, honestly, emotions and eating go back, they go back even further. They go back where, uh, think about as a parent, right? And your daughter hurts herself or she's sad. She's having a down day. What do we say? It's okay, honey. Let's go get some ice cream. Right. You, you, you're like, as parents, we don't even realize we're doing that. But then all of a sudden when they're older, they're having the same issues. And that's because these values and these beliefs you have around food, a lot of them are stored before the age of seven by people of influence, which the ultimate influence are your parents. And so it's learning and knowing where those are coming from, that if you release that connection and take adapt your own better belief system, that is your beliefs. Because at the end of the day, if they're going to control your life, they should at least be your own, right? Not yeah. somebody else's. No, so. absolutely. And, and, you know, we're talking about the industries. The drug industry does the same thing because they educate the parents on, well, if your baby's sick, bring him over to the doctor so that, you know, here's something where it goes to an authority is the kid loves and respects the mother. The mother loves and respects the doctor. The doctor gives them a pill. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So when I'm hurt, I get a pill. And then if you start going and you're used to taking something and putting it in your pie hole to make you feel better. And then you go back over and then you're in high school again. And that same damn quarterback broke up with you again and you're eating the ice cream but now you're depressed about it. Well, your friend over here has some either Adderall or giving you some weed or whatever the drug. Is. So you take that and you feel better or you drink it. Then you go out and you have a tough day at your first adulting job. And then it just goes on and on and on and on. We're taking something outside of us to, to make us feel better. And the yeah. industry goes, and it's like I said, now they're selling, they've already set you on the paradigm of taking something from the outside and putting it in you to make you feel better because obviously you're not capable for yourself because that's just how it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I love your work, but it's one more example of it's, it's you. And if you can learn to take control of what's going on, then the sky's the limit. Absolutely. And you can apply these techniques into any area of your life. So if you want to be more successful in business, they'll work, they'll have the same exact impact. Because the fact is, success, relationships, family, 
all of these things are all connected by you have different beliefs and values, but they're all the techniques are all the same. So you can really use these processes and enhance every area of your life and get the exact same results and have it be permanent. And that's where the weight loss industry has just led everybody to believe that it's just this is just how it is. Your whole family's overweight. Therefore, you are. But yeah, that's it's genetic. It's yeah, genetic. It's genetic. Yes. And and we're, you're big boned. It's all right, honey, you know, and all this stuff. And it's caused at such a young age, you can grow up and you're just so self-conscious about yourself. And then you go right back to your old lifestyle. It's about really finding out the core root of these problems, right? The core problem, the core problems themselves, releasing those attachments, changing those and developing healthier ones. Therefore it becomes easy. Like I said, I can have a whole bowl of pasta. I'm going to have that for dinner. And guess what? I will drop half a pound tomorrow. You can literally control the scale because your thoughts control everything else. Right. I mean, it's your program. Shall- it's your program. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I thought was fascinating with uh, neuro-linguistic programming is it's, it's the programming. It's not magic. Your programs have to be set in and they create the habits and the habits. I was I was listening to Bruce Lipton and he had um, he had a wonderful analogy. He said, you know, you got these 80 year old people walking around and said, where did that program to learn how to walk come from? It happened when you were, you know, one and a half, two years old, but you're still walking around with that same program because you're walking to walking around now what other programs were were we given yeah just like you said it's like well let's have some ice cream it'll make you feel better let's uh don't reach for that that's not for you that's out of your reach you know you should be uh kids should be heard or seen and not heard yeah um and the fascinating work is when you start going inside and think so what else do I believe automatically that maybe I should be questioning? So after your clients lose their weight, are you working with them on their their business and their finances and their goals as well? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it depends. It depends. It's a lifetime program. They get lifetime group access um, to coaching access where we do weekly calls every week as a group and they get lifetime access to that. So if they want, and it's an open forum, so I'm willing to work with them on anything and everything they want, because I really want you to live a better life, right? People don't realize that your weight impacts a lot of stuff. If you're an entrepreneur, your weight is preventing you because it causes you to be self-conscious about yourself, right? I took speaking courses. I did all these things. And I was like, I got to make a video. Hmm, The camera adds 10 pounds and I certainly don't need 10 more pounds, (laughs) right? So I would not record videos. I would not put myself out there in ways that I needed to put myself out there as a business owner because I was so self-conscious about my appearance. And as it's, it's really a double standard, to be honest, in the world, because there are very confident, overweight men, right? And they're like, I have a dad bod, right? And it's okay. It's totally okay for them to be overweight and have a dad bod and own it. But then women, uh, all of a sudden, you're not allowed to be that way, right? You've got to look a certain way. You've got You've got to dress a certain way. Even the speaking industry has very different industry standards. Every woman looks like they're going to prom when they're on that stage, right? Versus men got a baseball hat and jeans on. And it's totally fine. 
So we have created this divide between sexes, but yes, I will work with them on anything and everything they want. But that's my goal is that in this program, because it is where they go through it at the um, online as well. So you can do these techniques and apply it to any area of your life. So once you've done the whole program, you get lifetime access. You can come back through the exact same program and just start applying it to your success, your business, or your relationship. If you want a better relationship, just take those same techniques. I walk you through step-by-step how to do it. And you just apply that to a different area of your life. You're going to get the same results because that's how I got started in NLP is because I was doing business coaching and I was getting my clients great results when it came to mindset and having them have that seven figure mindset. And I, that's what I thought when I was struggling with my weight and struggling with changing that part, I said, what if I just took these same techniques that I use in business and apply them to the health area of my life, to my weight? And that's what allowed me to get the exact same results. So it can go either way, but that's exactly how I got started in it. So when you onboard, what's the first thing that your clients do? We have a call. We have a call because I, you know, the program's not for everybody. You have to be ready, right? You have to be ready. And so we hop on an onboarding call, a power session where we say, where we want to know what challenges have you, um, are you experiencing, right? What have you tried before and not gotten results, right? We want to do a complete assessment of what hasn't worked for you in the past and what it is that you want. What are your goals, right? What is that weight loss goal, that milestone? Why do you want to lose weight? And then we go ahead and enroll you in the program and then we get to work. We get to work, but it's fun work. It's not like first thing you do, cut out all the junk, change everything you eat, starve yourself. And here's my recipe book that you can buy for $29.99 and you're going to cook every night. No, that's like, that's why it's not sustainable. If you're a busy woman and and you're a full-time mom and you do not like to cook, why are you doing a weight loss program that requires you to cook? right? You can go to takeout. I do. I got a kid that is obsessed with McDonald's fries. So I go there and I'll enjoy a fish filet if I want to. Right. So you got, we do that by really assessing your life and we create a plan to enhance your current life, but what works for you. So it's enjoyable. Again, you should all, you should eat and live the life that you love to live. And you should not have to completely change and make a one, you know, complete 180 uh, change to your life we make it work. So the, the interesting thing is, so if anybody listening is, has never done self-work and I'm not talking about therapy where you're, you're talking about your problem and you know, well, how do you feel about that? Don't feel that way. But when, when, when you go back over and, and you're working, the thing with, when you start going on, you go like, wow, I didn't even know if that's possible. Your, your mind opens up to like, I've been holding that on and, and I think we've we've all had sessions like just doing like a map across where you take one feeling and associate started like that and you watch people's faces change and then they go like I had no idea that was po- I thought it was just the way it is and wow and then they get excited so they sound like they get really excited in your program because now they're growing the person and as the person grows the the, the weight comes off right 
Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how it is. It's so much. We have a lot of fun on these calls and it's an open forum. We talk about anything and everything you want to when it comes to anything, but mostly when it's weight loss. But there are so many different attachments, kind of like the body, right? When you get sick and you may have an internal issue, but it's an emotional issue. When I was able to release these negative emotions that I was experiencing, my chronic back pain went away. Right. And it's just knowing that that's not good for my business. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm an industry. You got to know how to do it. And Dr. Phil can teach you how to can do it for you. Right. Because he knows how to do it, too. But it's it is. It's just it's understanding where why things haven't worked for you in the past. It's not you. Right. It's just understanding why things haven't worked for you in the past. Once you understand the right awareness is the first part of change. And once you understand what, why supplements haven't worked, why the uh, diets haven't worked, why you don't stay consistent at the gym, when you understand all that stuff, then you're able to make the changes necessary without it feeling like change, right? Because change is scary for a lot of people. I don't want to make a lot of changes. I don't want to be told everything I'm doing is wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Libra. I do not want to be told that I've got to make changes and everything I'm doing is wrong because I believe everything I'm doing is right. You and know? it's aesthetically pleasing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's good. So like your program is pretty much sunshine, rainbows and unicorns as, as they're going over because people are really feeling good about themselves. Yes. So I, w- I want to switch that for a little while and I want people listening to to have a broad spectrum of, of this, because I know that the dark side will go Jungian for a second or your shadow self is what are you hiding? And I, I, I talk about that because if you remember, like I wasn't really stoked on doing a weight loss. I know weight loss, physiological weight loss. I know I, I, dabble in some of the stuff that you helped me with with the mindset and um by the way it my class has a portion of what jen does and and it made a dramatic result because like i took lifestyle sometimes people are broken inflamed and i can use my functional medicine and i took the mindset so i took a little piece of that and it made a huge difference. So you can imagine that if if that's your focus, how well that you'll do in that. But one of the things that, that I talked about and the reason that I did that is because when I go back into the little room as the doctor, people show up because they have a problem. And I go in. And, and there's, you know, I have neck pain, back pain, injuries, sports injuries, car accidents, is a part because if you think chiropractor that's what you get i do much more but people come in in pain but pain is actually called nociception and so if if i pinch you jen and you go ow that's nociception that's what we consider pain that's not the worst pain that you get the worst pain that you get in your life is despair and suffering from the inside because on the inside everything that you just talked about was I'm afraid to video myself. I'm how much did it hurt to not be able to walk around Disney World and you're chafing and what did that not only like the actual chafe, but what what was the internal dialogue when you when you had that? When you have um 
as a female not getting the attention of men that you, that you you should um being denied toilet access not being able to shop off the rack buying clothes that hide your body rather than coming back back out that enhance your body to show what you got going on right to, to make you feel good about yourself and how you mowed around in, in your life in my little rooms that's when people cried because that was the pain and the suffering that you, know, you it's funny felt. it's funny you say that because i i was not jazzed and excited about teaching weight loss either yeah. i in fact i i shunned away from it as you know like i was like i just it's not my thing it's not what i want to do and but then that was the defining moment for me that's why i decided that i was going to go all in because I, I, I'm so tired of seeing women going around lacking confidence in themselves, not feeling beautiful about themselves and not feeling sexy. Right. I help you get your sexy back. And even when you're married, right, there are so many women that are, they feel so unattractive to their husband. They're afraid he's going to like cheat on them because they're not good enough. And they're, they're uncomfortable and insecure about getting naked in the bedroom and all of this stuff. It's so sad for me to watch women go through these pains. And that's why I was like, no, I'm going to, I want, my goal is to make a, a difference and to help women. And I'm going to do that anyway necessary. So if I'm going to help women get their sexy back and be confident, a huge part of that is their appearance and how they look at themselves and how yeah, they. And, and that is exactly what I hear in that room clinically. Yeah. I don't want my husband to see me naked. He's going to leave me as soon as something that's not fat and disgusting and terrible and, and this and going back, back, back and forth. And it compounds in your head because it's not that, oh, I, I can't fit into this sweater or the sweater's a little tight that three minutes later, it goes, my husband's leaving me. I'm going to be homeless. I'm a piece of crap. I like that. That's exactly why I had to do that because there was suffering going on and it's, it, it was so sad, but that was the same thing. It, it drove me to do the class because like, it, it's, I don't want to sound flippant, but it's, it's not that difficult. It It's just, it's simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. It just takes some work and some direction and if you can get out of this, you know, silver bullet mentality that, um, you know, all I have to do is take this diet and, and this pill and then wait three weeks and then magically I'm everything that I want. Well, yeah. And that's not going to last. That's why it doesn't last because it doesn't change anything about what you personally believe about yourself either. There are, I mean, think about, it's not always just weight. There are very skinny women out there that have what we would think is the perfect body, but they're still, they still don't feel beautiful, right? Why do women have eating disorders and they can't seem to see that they're skinny in the mirror? The body is working. Yeah. Yeah. The mind is a huge, powerful thing. Your husband could tell you every day how beautiful you are, but if you don't believe it yourself, it doesn't matter. And like, I, I hear this all the time and it's just, it's so heartbreaking 
that women go through this and they don't own their, they don't believe that they're, that they're deserving of more for themselves. Right. And a lot of people try to do it for someone else. I'm going to lose weight. So my husband desires me more. That's not going to work. You want to, you want to lose weight. You have to want to lose weight for yourself. Right. And then the rest is a bonus. So Got to get your sexy back. Every woman should feel like a million bucks every single day of their life. And they should all feel sexy, no matter who they are. Anytime, I think when you're, when we're dealing with mindset work, and this is how I approach it personally, is I have to be the best version of myself. So if the reflection of the best version of me, I, I did this when my wife left. She left and I'm like, oh. Okay, well, this sucks. Maybe I better be a better person. And if that reflection come of me being a better person brings us back together, bonus. If it doesn't, I'm still awesome and we can still have, have a, a good relationship, but it, it goes off on um, I'm still the best person that I can be and I can take whatever happened and make it as a learning experience to be better for the next time. And I think with the, the, when it would do the internal work, when it relates to weight loss, this is if I love me, it was like the client that you said, said I'm beautiful on the inside. If you really believe that it radiates out mm -hmm. and, and it, and it gets going. I'm just so appreciative of your work and you, and I'm going to tell you the, the, a quick difference. I want to be respective of or respectful of your time. The, the difference between our things. So when I did my course clinically, I never, I've, I've fluctuated in weight, but I've never been overweight. You know, nobody would say, oh, Billy, you could use a few, lose a few. It was just like, I'd always been about the same weight. So when I come across doing it it comes from a clinical authoritative i know the the mind and the body and i can explain things and i can help people get the results there's something more powerful when when you come from the perspective of goes no bitch i was there i know exactly <laughs> what you're feeling what this is because i never know the the experience of not having my meat cut or the door opened for me or anything like it because I don't know the difference when you went from hottie to not hottie back to hottie you're going ooh, so you can relate so much better than I can and you know how us toxic males are anyway so um <laughs> we really want to get that going so I just appreciate that about what you do Thank you. I do believe I, I, that is really what does make me different too, is because I've been there. I didn't gain the weight so I can turn it into a business. I didn't lose the weight so I could turn it into a business. There's people out there that do that. And, and it, it's just to make money. And that was not, that still is not my driving factor. Of course, we have to stay in business somehow, but that is not my mission. My mission is to transform the lives of over a million women worldwide. And I want to do that in less than five years because I really want to create that impact. I want to give women newfound confidence, right? Because it's there. It's just been beat up. Right. It's like, it's like this, uh, cause think about when we're first born, we are the most confident beings walking around. 
right? At two years old, you got crusty boogers hanging out in your nose and you are totally fine. You don't think you need to shower. You're fine smelling how you smell, right? You don't, you don't take care of yourself. You can care less if you, they're anti-hygiene and everything and they don't care, right? They walk around stains on their shirts. We were all born with unshakable confidence, but it's like beating a mat over and over again throughout your life. It's just, it has been shoved down so far. It's just finding that dormant inside of you and bringing it back to life, bringing it, breathing new air into it like a balloon. And I mean, cause we all have it. We all have it. It's just, it's just been dormant for so long that we've lost ourselves over time. You lose yourself. And it's just bringing and finding that love for yourself again, bringing it back out and making the magic happen. And I love seeing women walking around because the fact is when you lose the weight, whether you want to admit it or not, you definitely will start dressing different. And, and I mean, and you look totally different, right? That's why a lot of people would question my before and after, and they'd be like, your tattoos are different. I'm like, that's because I added another one. That's why it's different. (laughs) I wear my makeup different. I dress different. Of course I do because you take better care of yourself. Right. And this is what I want for women. And I I have before and afters I see all the time. And my mom struggled with weight over uh, since she became a mom, which that was I don't want to disclose my age, but that was a long time ago. Twenty three years. Yeah. Twenty three years. (laughs) Absolutely. But she struggled with weight her whole time after having kids. And she had tried all the diets. We even went the cabbage soup diet route and she didn't get results. And now since she went through, cause she was my first case study, I said, go through my program. And I really want to know your thoughts. And she has now dropped over 60 pounds herself. And this is somebody, so it doesn't matter if you have just gained the weight or you've been sitting on it for decades. Like it's not, we're not special cases. We're not, we are not, Bill knows us. We are normal people that live normal everyday lives. Well, I wouldn't and call you normal. I, I wouldn't call you normal. That's true. We're not average people. We're we're not average, but it's like, there's nothing that makes us different than you. We've been there. I, we've all got stories, right? I've got a lot of stories. I've had a very colorful life. And so if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. If it's possible for my mom, it's possible for you, even if you've been overweight for decades. So, so this is, I'm going to close. I learned this from Dr. Robert McDonald, NLP guru from the, from the get go. You've got to believe that it's possible, one. You've got to believe that it's possible for you. And you've got to believe that it's possible for you right now. And if those are three of the criteria that you can come across, that everything we said all makes sense. And I, I'll push Jen to um, to come, come clean. She did. Um, so she just talked about she's a regular person. She has the same... Uh, talents and flaws of every other human being. She's no different from you. So if she can do it, you can do it. And if if this is something that you want, we'll have all of her information there. Go to Knockout Babe and then get your life back. I don't I don't see a downside of this. I want the disruptors, the people doing the stuff. I want education, but I want results because I am sick and tired of the man. And you know. You guys listening out there, you are the product. You are the product. And if you don't take control of, of your health and your mind and your body, you will not take control of your life. And my favorite quote is Thoreau's is the massive men lead lives of quiet desperation and die with a song in your heart. So if you got a song in your heart, 
and you're struggling with something, call the knockout babe and Jenna will hook you up. So I'm going to peace out. And I hope your audience was super inspired today to just know that they're worth more than what they have. Don't settle for your life today when you could do something about it tomorrow. Oh, awesome. And with that, um, inspiration means the breath of it. It means inspire, bring some breath into your life. So no one does it better than Jen. So this is Dr. Bill Janishak with Jennifer Kabuki, the Knockout Babe, and um, we'll catch you next time on our podcast.